This is the Saucy Picks Podcast. Australia, Fred, good call today. Still mean I didn't. I'll take back my suck a dick comment. But appreciate um, that. Well, well, welcome everybody. We're on what episode, Mark? Eight, nine. It is episode nine. Episode nine. We've got some good content to talk about today. Um, we're gonna start focusing a little bit more on the NBA and um, some college basketball, which Fred seems to have a pretty good peg on. So I'm excited to hear some insights on a couple of these games. Uh, for those of you guys not already following us on Instagram, hit us up, Saucy Picks Podcast. Um, if you're listening to this, like our like our podcast, rate us, review us. One way uh, we can continue to do this. Mark, Fred, what's going on, guys? What up? Not much, man. You're the busy one. How was uh, your trip to Australia, dude? Ah, oh, dude, I love it. You know what? What was a trip for me is the the biggest difference. Um, you're walking around like downtown Brisbane, and I felt like it was like a ghost town. Like it, 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 it right? And, okay. and what I found out later was the entire country or, or the entire continent of Australia has less people than the state of California. Oh shit. That's an interesting fact. That is. Yeah. So, I mean, we were walking around, like, business district at, like, you know, lunchtime, and there was nobody there. I'm like, where are the people at? <laughs> so, it, it was good, though, man. The best part, the weather, obviously, was, like, 80 degrees. I mean, shorts and t-shirt all day, every day. Do they do, like, yeah. a, do they do a, a siesta or any type of that deal, like, in Barcelona or Spain? For, for New Year's? <laughs> No, no, a siesta, like an hour or two nap time type deal where everyone just kind of retires? Um, not that I learned, no. No. Um, for the most part, though, they're like, because they're like a day ahead of us. So right now it's the 14th. It's already like morning of the 15th for them or, you know, afternoon of the 15th. So it's pretty trippy, but they're, they're late bloomers, man. They mm. get up, you know, 8, 9. And even then, I, I just feel like nothing's going on at six or seven. Like nothing's open. Just partying hard, sleeping in, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know that stat probably like contributes to how nice everyone is. I felt like when I went, everyone was so nice, and getting back to the United States was a little depressing. Uh, I haven't had too many interactions since I've been back with outside my family, but yeah, man, everybody out there's so genuine like you meet a guy at a smoothie shop and he's like oh yeah you're a tourist oh go here like super helpful going out of his way to just like care about you it's it's a trip yeah yeah what, what was your favorite part dude the koala sanctuary like, you liked it dude that was sick <laughs> kangaroos are dope they're yeah. so sweet they're, they're so smart. sweet they're smart I have nope. some pretty sick videos, but um, I, I, I didn't send them to you, Fred, but I'll send you a fucking hilarious one, man. They're, yeah, do uh, They're so mellow. I thought they'd be, like, more active. I was a little frightened when I first walked in, but then I realized, like, they're all just so chill. 
Well, the ones you went and saw were like in captive. Like the ones out in the wild get a little nasty. They'll yeah, lock your ass. Yeah. Hey, did you I guys see that that buff kangaroo died a couple weeks ago? No. Yeah. What? I mean, the, you remember the buff kangaroo? The like that went no. viral. No, it went viral. Oh, oh, the one that got knocked out or punched by the dude who he's yeah. choking his dog out. Some, yeah, yeah, something like that. It was like 60 years old or something, and it died recently. Oh, shit. Dude, what a dick. He punched a 60-year-old kangaroo. That's <laughs> fucked. I know. I mean, I guess he wouldn't know, but... Yeah, man, it was a it was a good time. By the end of it, we were there for two weeks. By the end of it, I was like, the last two days, I was ready to be home. And, um, I just felt like I was out of my out of my world and didn't did the, couldn't watch any sports games. The Charger game was on at fucking 4.30 a.m. there. And you know I watched that, but fell right asleep right after, so. Yeah. Fred, I, I, heard, I heard you were bummed I wasn't there to argue for that one. I was, dude. You were all over tar- Chargers and Clemson, man, and I, uh, I felt like that would have been some good, uh, some good topics, but you were down under. It, 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 it missed you a little bit. Yeah, it, it did, but I'm um, glad to be back. I, I listened to the podcast you guys put out the last couple of weeks. Pretty good. Yeah, miss a little sauce, but, you know. Yeah, a little dry. <laughs> Dude, it's unfortunate we don't record the video footage because when uh, we started talking about the Chargers in Clemson, I swear Fred was about to tear up. Like, he legitimately was like, Alex isn't here. I really wanted his take. You know, to be honest, if if we did get into the Clemson game, I I would have obviously chose them, but I didn't have a lot of conviction. Um, I had no idea that was going to happen. I don't think anybody did, honestly. Like, if, if people are telling you they did, ask them to show their betting tickets or they're fucking liars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I dude, I knew Trevor Lawrence was a boss, and, I mean, you guys saw the story I posted. If, if he's able to throw it downfield, it was going to be a game, and if he wasn't, they were going to lose. And, dude, Alabama got no fucking pressure. They, yeah, they just let him chill, and then uh, Justin Ross balled out two freshmen. Yeah, like, he did. Dude. Those guys yeah. are scary. Those guys are look, look scary for the next few years. I, I, don't wanna, I know you guys already kind of covered this stuff, so I don't want to talk too much about it, but um, they already have them preseason favorites for next year. Yeah, I saw that, like 5-2 or something. Yeah. Did you see that he said he wants to win four in a row there? I didn't. Yeah. Lawrence? Yeah, he said he wants to win four in a row and finish yeah. it, finish like finish out, not go early. We'll see if he wins three in a row and then he's the obvious number one. Right. That's what people are saying. Like, how do, he's going to turn down what, however many million? I don't think so, but we'll see. Dude, dude, Tom Brady's going to retire in a couple of years. You telling me if he can't fill right in those shoes, he's not going to take that chance? Okay, he's not going to slip to 30th or 31st overall. Hey, they could make some moves. They could. You know, you, you know the Patriots, man. They, they pulled off a deflate gate. Patriots going after Nick Foles, baby. <laughs> oh, dude, honestly, I love Foles. I think that team gels more around him, but I think he's way overrated. Yeah, yeah, he he's a little overrated, but, dude, he... Big Dick Nick was swinging that shit, and everybody, I guarantee all the Saints fans puckered their ass when he got the ball back. Yeah, yeah, they did, for sure. I mean, dude, I, you know me, I chose the Saints to win the Super Bowl this year, and I, yeah, even I was like, uh-oh, yeah. it was a little bit scary. 
Hell yeah, dude. If Alshon doesn't fuck that up, I think they win the game. Really? Dude, he was driving like easy money, just left, right, center. The thing for me is I feel like their offense is either like big play or kill way too much clock. And that either way that would have went. If they did a big play, they would have gave Brees some time to get in field range. And That's if true. they if they burn the clock, then the pressure would have really been on them at the end there to punch it in at the end zone. So it's tough to say, but it was a great game, man. I it thought was. I honestly I was scared of the eight points, um, so I didn't end up betting it. But I was actually impressed with how the Eagles came out. Yeah, they came out on fire, but they got a few unfortunate like pass interference calls, man. And I I felt like one of them turned the game. I think it was third and long. And he got called for, like, a five-yard automatic, and it was just, like, that fucked everything up. Dude, you know, and there were – I saw a couple calls. Um, DBs were literally not even looking at the ball, like, shuffling right. against Eagles receivers, and they didn't call anything. They didn't get shit until the very end. They got a few – one, I think, where clearly he got uh, hit in the neck, so that was a roughing. That was lucky. And then one other one, but other than that, I felt like the game, the, the refs were kind of with the Saints on that. You know what's funny though, Fred? I feel like, I, I mean, we could go back and watch any single sporting, like NBA, professional, collegiate, and I feel like we could point out moments where the referees really fucking botched it. I mean, yep. th- think about think about like the Chargers game. I don't know if you guys watched much of it. It wasn't very exciting, but there was a, a catch that Keenan Allen made on it, he, they ended up spotting it at like the one inch line and the referee called it incomplete and it, yeah. he, he literally like caught it took three steps and then like hit the ground and then fumbled it and they're like incomplete it's like dude that's either a fumble or a touchdown or he's down like it, it I mean they're, they're, they're never going to be perfect Right. You know, an interesting thing that I was reading is uh, or that I was not reading that I was talking about was uh, reviewing, um, reviewing, uh, roughing the passer calls, you know, because because another one, um, one of the Eagles guys got blocked by the Saint uh, and into Drew Brees Uh and they called an automatic first down 15 yarder. But he got blocked into him and he was going after the sack. He had no choice. And I feel like those those pass those plays are just are such momentum shifters, 15 yards, automatic. It's just like, it's almost like a game changer. And those, I, I don't review, I don't think we should review pass interference or anything else except the roughing the passer call. I see, I have a, I have a tough time with the review policies because I feel like it's more situational than anything. Like, there's certain plays, certain downs that are like really important. Everybody knows, okay, this is a big third down. And it's like, I feel like if there's anything controversial on that play, it should be reviewable rather than, you know, oh, we can't go back and throw a flag. Well, if he went back and reviewed and he fucking pulled his face mask down, could you throw the flag? Sure. Um, But, I mean, I'm sure the players wouldn't like that. So there was a a roughing the passer in the uh, Patriots-Chargers game. You guys probably saw it. The game was out of hand, and I feel like it was the refs just trying to keep it close. Do you remember when, like, it was like a clear sack on Rivers. The guy, like, wrapped yeah. up his legs and brought him down, and they called a roughing the passer. I mean, I know there's a rule you can't go low on him, but, like, what else is he supposed to do? You can't go low. You can't go high. Like, what are you going to do? I think that actually might have been. I don't know if the roughing the passer I was talking about was on the Saints or the 
uh, Chargers. It might have been that game. But, yeah, exactly. What are you supposed to do? you gotta, you got to try and get the quarterback. You can't just let him run free. It was weak, dude. It was so weak. I was, I'm a Chargers fan, and I was pissed about it. Like I was like, this is yeah. bullshit. Dude, I disagree. I saw that one, and I I thought it was completely legitimate. Really? Like he was on the ground. He was on the ground already, and then he lunged forward and hit him like in the shin. Yeah, but like he's on the ground. What? How's he? Do you expect the guy to stand up and then tackle him from there? Like or? Well, the problem is they're trying to avoid. In, they're trying to protect the quarterback, so they don't want you hyperextending the quarterback's knees, and that's exactly what happened. He kind of like hyperextended Phillips' knees, and I think it, that made it an easy call. I, I, no, I know there's a rule. like The call was justifiable, but in my opinion, it was kind of weak. Yeah, leave it to referee Mark to be like, oh, fucking, oh, I'm a zebra, man. I'm a zebra fan. Mark doesn't have a jersey. He has the fucking zebra, <laughs> the zebra top Mark, on Sunday. Refer, referee yeah, Mark. Dude. dude, that's actually... First female, first female referee in the playoffs is... Uh, this week, and I'm gonna buy her referee jersey. I, are you? I bet no. you are, dude. No, dude, definitely not. Probably gonna jerk jerk off to a picture of her. I know. If she'd only let her hair down, huh, Mark? <laughs> dude, I know, you're disgusting. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You're disgusting. All right, do you guys want to talk more about last week? Uh, some crazy NFL games. I f- feel like it was kind of unexpected, but. Um, do you guys want to talk more about that, or do you want to move on to some current events? Let's get this ball rolling. Get the ball rolling, um, Yeah, the only thing I'll address really is, like, you know, uh, just to touch a little bit more depth on the Chargers game and how the Patriots came out, man. I knew, like, I think I mentioned, you know, Rivers 0-7 against Brady. Even then, I, I don't know about you guys. I haven't really been that impressed with the Patriots all year long. Like, they started off kind of cold. People doubted them. They came back, they won, you know, a handful of games, and here they are, you know, in playoffs, and that's really, I mean, if you think about it, that's when the season really starts. So I was I was actually really, really impressed about what they were able to do, the Chargers defense. I've, I've been hearing a lot, and I want to get, the reason I'm bringing this up, I want to get your guys' thoughts on it real quick. It's like, oh, the Patriots are going to win again. Like, almost every single person I've talked to about, you know, the Final Four is either Saints or Patriots, but the majority needs to be like, oh, did you see the Patriots demolish the Chargers? Like, um, I, I, I think that was kind of a, a hot game for them. That's my opinion. I like the Chiefs or the Saints instead. But what do you guys think? Mark, go ahead. I mean, I don't think – actually, looking at it, I thought it would – that game, because they completely shit on the Chargers, like that was as bad as I've ever seen. Um I thought that was going to have a more of an impact on this week's spread, but it's at three right now, and that was exactly the score of the game earlier this year. So I think I think the the odds and the line on this this game is more representative of that game earlier in the season, Chiefs Patriots, that came down to the end of the game. So do you think that they're counting? the Chargers as just kind of having a shitty game more than the Patriots bowing out then? Because... Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mark knows how I feel about the Patriots, um, but pretty much everyone in America, you either, like, a lot of people love them, some people don't, but everybody seems to agree they're usually the best team. For some reason, 
they always are like, oh, dude, the Patriots are going to kind of fall off. They're falling off. And then they're always 11 and 5. They're always fucking first or second. And then sure as shit, the Patriots are out of the AFC and into the Super Bowl. So, I mean, yes. Have they had a little bit of a down year? Sure. Why not? But you look over at that defense, the Chargers, the game was closer than it ever was on paper. You know, it really wasn't that close. Um, But my point is, James White, Sony Michelle, they're a pretty sick little double teamer. You know what I mean? Uh, You can't really guard James White. He's like the ultimate safety valve. And Julian Edelman is the same type of guy, except he is balling the fuck out too right now. Yep. Gronk had one catch, 28 yards. He was lumbering down the field. It was a nice so, catch, though. It was a good play. It, good, good check down by Brady well, on that one. Well, that's my point, dude. They like Chris Hogan has largely been o- overshadowed, hasn't really done shit. Corderell Patterson, they've just got all these guys that are going to come up big, and they usually do because they're not asked to do too much. No one's asked on that team to, to carry the team except Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah, exactly. And so it, at the end of the day, you put the ball in the GOAT's hands, and then you have the GOAT coach knows how to coach him or just what to do. How are you going to beat that? You have to play the game of your life because at the second half, if the Patriots are up 30, they're making adjustments. If they're down 30, they're making adjustments and everything in between. They're the best second-half team for of all time. They're just they're so well-rounded, and it's just another example of everyone's thinking the Patriots, Tom, everybody, move on. It's time for the Patriots to go home. But what do you know? Lo and behold, they're back, and they looked better than ever. So I'm a firm believer that if you limp into the playoffs, then you're just going to shit the bed. Dude, I, I feel... What's up? Uh, you heard Fred's uh, Gronkowski conspiracy theory, right? No, what did, what did he say? Oh, dude, it was a good one. A couple weeks ago, Fred busts out the... Gronk did nothing all year. And he goes, this is Belichick's plan the entire time. He's going to come out in the playoffs and ball out <laughs> <laughs> and just say it was the plan the whole time to get Gronk to be less of the game plan, and then okay, ball, so, ball so, out in the playoffs. Well, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, dude, that uh, don't get me wrong; it was a great catch, but you still could be right. It could be just saving. So them. they didn't really. Well, I mean, them. they did exactly. James White had 15 catches, dude. Like that, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, Gronk is going to show up, and he's going to show up often against these Chiefs. And if he doesn't do it against the Chiefs, but they still win, then they're like, you know what? We had him the whole time. At some point, Gronk's going to show up, and they're going to be like. Whoa, man! Whoa, you, who you, is this fucker? You, you know, you know, you know why I agree with you, Fred. And this is just one of many reasons I could agree with you. Gronk balling out this week is uh, the way that the Chargers beat the Chiefs at the end of that that game at the end of the season. Dude, Gates was a huge factor in that win. And I think honestly, if I had to choose right now, I think Gronk is probably slightly more mobile. Um, it's it's tough because Gronk's a fucking like a fucking garbage truck, you know. He's like yeah. he's massive. I mean, Gates is too, but I mean, I, I Gates I probably, is definitely fatter, yeah. I, I would I would side with Gronk, but the thing that's crazy to me is like you said, James White had all those catches. Like, dude, how can Tom Brady know? Okay, I need to check down right here, and this is gonna be wide open. How can he know that more times than any other quarterback? Like. Does that even make well, that's, sense? 
he doesn't try and do too much, dude. The Patriots and and probably the biggest thing is that, but they don't beat themselves. They didn't get any penalties except for that one that was bullshit that I saw. So they don't do stupid shit, dude. They don't get too high. They don't get too low. They score, and it's just like, all right, get back on the sidelines. Everyone get on your iPad, and let's see what we could have done better. You know, I'll, I'll wrap this up with this, and, and this is me tying in, you know, two of the best college football coaches into Bill Belichick being one of the best NFL coaches ever. Before that national title, they, they were talking about how both Alabama and Clemson have kind of molded their offenses to um, the way that the game is has changed and trying to stay ahead of where the game is going. So they've, they've really, with Tua and Lawrence, develop more you know deep downfield pocket passers with good protection and you know five six years ago seven years ago ten years ago it was all about the mobile quarterback cam you know uh what's his name lamar jackson all these guys right russell wilson now it's more of a downfield give this guy time and just air it out and they're really just trying to stay ahead of the game and i think what the patriots are doing is very similar they're they're staying ahead of the nfl in that dude if you think about it in coverage a linebacker has to cover a running back, unless you're in a nickel dime, right? So you put a running back out there that can catch, and if you're in a nickel dime, you have a small defense out there and you jam it down their throat. But if they come out with the linebackers and you just check down to James White all day, all day, all day, all day, until they stack the box on you, and then you run it down their throat again. So it's like, dude, the Patriots are just a step ahead of everyone, man. It's crazy. They. They're a step ahead of everyone every year. And I'm going to end with this. At the beginning of the season when the Patriots kind of looked like they, you know, it could the end could be now. Um, Tom was missing all kinds of throws, deep throws, short throws. You know, you know how it is where you get a little bit of rhythm and you just make, you know, just get a couple layups in basketball and just see the ball get into these guys' hands. And then all of a sudden you're back into your rhythm and you found your mojo. It's like, you know, it's just another example of the Patriots going, all right, Tom maybe doesn't have, you know, people were saying he has a noodle. He does, maybe doesn't have the cannon he once did, but he can still put that shit anywhere he wants, 25 yards and, and uh, closer, girls. you know? Perfect. And uh, so the thing is, if, if the Chiefs can, can uh, you know, utilize Tyreek and do these things that they've been doing, I think that it's going to be closer. But honestly, I think the Patriots could – beat them by a touchdown if if the Chiefs cannot um, you know maintain their poise and just keep what they're doing even if even if they see the Patriots go up 14-7 20 or 17-7 you know because that's the thing you see the Patriots all of a sudden start to pull away and you're going after these big plays and the Patriots know that that's you're falling right into their game plan right so if you can just stay at it stay at it keep your game plan solid then I think it's going to be a close game but if not I think the Patriots might run away so with this Mark, one, too. So, Mark, here's my question. I mean, this may be on your agenda for later, but, I mean, can we make Super Bowl predictions right now? I mean, what do you got? I well, asked, you made a Super Bowl prediction back in week, like, two. You better stick with it, I'm asking you guys. It, I'm not changing. I asked Mark that while you were down there in uh, Australia. I asked him uh, at the beginning uh, of the playoffs. Yeah, we did at the beginning of the playoffs, and I said – um, I said I wasn't too sure, but I was going to roll with your pick okay. of the Saints. And I said uh, the Ch I could see the Chiefs taking it, but I'm rolling with the Saints. I'm cheering for the Saints because I want to put out that Hell Instagram yeah, post. Dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Fred? 
Patriots, dude. I locked in at the beginning of the postseason, a hundred dollars to win six fifty. Really? So. They were plus six fifty, huh? Saints two to one. Chiefs, I believe, were four to one, and then uh, Patriots were six fifty, and everybody else was kind of like thirteen, fourteen. Wow, Chargers were uh, were up there then, huh? Yeah, part Chargers were like fifteen or sixteen. The same as like the Texans. Wow, you I know, believe. throughout the season, the odds were even lower than that. Yeah, really? I was thinking about putting a bet on them preseason, and um, they were twenty-five to one. <laughs> Excuse me, they were twenty-five Bless to you. one, Bless and then you. you know they started off a little shaky, and I was like, oh, I'm not worried about it. And then they got really hot, and I was like, damn, I'm kind of regretting this. I'm regretting not doing it. Yeah. But I just, like I said, I don't really bet on the Chargers too often, man. So that's, I, I was thinking about taking them this weekend. And that's why I just posted. I was like, guys, I'm gonna put a little money on him. I'm, I'm just being emotional. I, I, I hate betting against Tom Brady. It's, it's never a good idea. It, it's, it's really not. So, <laughs> so what are we moving right. on to, Mark? Let's talk about some upcoming shit. Let's. Well, let's talk about some current events. You were gone for the last two weeks, so you probably haven't seen any of these. Let's I'm talk out about of the loop. a few things I'm out of that the loop. happened. Yeah. Yeah, so I sent you guys a link. Check that link out. It is a story of a... This was a big headline while you are gone, Alex. Did you didn't get that link? Uh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. So UFC fighter Pollyanna Viana. Um, she was in Rio de Janeiro, and this guy tried to rob her. He's <laughs> like, somehow there's a redneck in Rio de Janeiro. He tried to rob her. And if you see the pictures, he, she beat the shit out Ooh. of him. It was nasty. Oh my gosh! <laughs> he he's sitting there on the bricks, and she he has one arm tired. behind him. Like he looks like he has one arm. Yeah, he looks like he has, he has an arm missing, and he's just totally content with waiting because he does Dude, not want to take another ass kicking. You guys see this sexy picture of her at the bottom, or is this just like? Dang, dude. That's her. What is up, Pollyanna? Woo! Yeah, man. She's a dime, dude. <laughs> Mark, don't tell me that's not your style, bro. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> My wife listens. That's all right. You can tell her you like men. <laughs> Oh, I shit. Yo, I here. see this picture Amanda. here. This is the one you're talking about, Fred, where he's, like, got her, got his arm behind her back. Yeah, yeah, he's just sitting there, and she's on the phone, like, I, I don't make me wax that ass again, dude. Oh don't move. Oh, my gosh. She's wearing a UFC shirt. What a fucking idiot. What? I know. Like, he tried to mug her. Like, I could see if he tried to grab some ass or some titties, but... Trying to take her wallet? That, what a, it, what was this idiot. his cardboard gun? No. Was it? I yeah. thought it was, I thought she um the story I heard was she he put something up to her back and then she felt it and was like, Well, he's gonna have to do like he's gonna have to pull the trigger or something and it's only it's gonna take him like a second or two. So she just whacks him with an elbow or something real quick and dude, just says, Fuck it. Dude, good for her, man. That is awesome. I'm proud of her. Yeah. I have no problem with it. Even if she fucking killed him, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that mad. 
I know. Those are always my favorite stories is like the ones that are like the robbery, the, the strong arm robbery or breaking and entering. And the guy gets fucking murdered by the crazy bastard who owns 30 guns in Tennessee. I'm, I love those because it's justice well served yeah, uh, cold. Exactly. You know what I... You don't rob people, dude. I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I've, I've been in my fair share of, of uh, fights. And um, the funny thing is, like, dude, I've, I've given a few guys that I've been in scrambles with many opportunities. Like, dude, just... Like walk away, like you know, don't be an idiot. Don't don't be calling somebody a bitch when you don't know who they are. Like don't be like trying to be tough guy. Like, and it's just like, dude, people they the thing that I've learned is you never know who the fuck that person is. You don't know exactly. I mean, dude, some UFC fighters they don't look like like savages. They look like you know, pretty boys or nerds or whatever in their regular street clothes, and they'll fucking kill you. Right, and they're always the most reserved, relaxed. It's the old saying, the loudest one in the room is the coward. Yep. Like, It's usually the ones that are like, come on, come press me, bro. Like, Come get these hands. And then they're on the floor in like two yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, dude. So it's, it's pretty funny to see that. <laughs> yeah. So spe- speaking, I wasn't going to bring this up, but speaking of dime piece UFC fighters, uh, Paige Van Sant versus Rachel Ostevich is this weekend. So if you like attractive females fighting that's I, a, that's the number one matchup on the ufc roster it's never Wait, it's who's never the, done who's her competitor i know Paige. who's the competitor rachel her name is rachel ostovich that has never chicks yeah, fighting uh, just doesn't uh, do it for me man are you serious i really no. I, I, i'm into it i, I think it's it. just as good i think i think they're sexy and like attractive until they get in the ring and then at that point, I think they're just beasts. Yeah, but do you enjoy Dude, the fighting just as much beast. as male fighting? Um, no. if, if it's a good match, because I feel like more female matches are lopsided than male matches. Um, but if it's a good match, yeah, I, I enjoy it equally as much. Were you in Australia when uh, Cyborg Jones? and Amanda Nunes fought? Yeah, I missed it. Dude, Dude. that was an ass whooping. Nunez fucked her up, uh-huh. big time. Dude, I, I don't know if I, if we talked about this, dude. Nunez is like on another level, bro. So was Cyborg previous to this, but yeah, but I mean, didn't we see a Cyborg fight in person, Mark? And she fought like some soccer mom in LA. I don't, I don't know if we saw that in person. It was that I John remember watching Jones it. Cromier day. I remember watching it, and it was, yeah, well, yeah, that that girl. Remember was that? No business being in there with her. That was completely yeah. different. Yeah, so, like, I mean, Cyborg, like, she's padded her record with shit like that. And I'm just like, dude, you you look at Nunez, she's fucking dominated yeah. every single match. Well, what, what was the spread there? Like, what was the money line on Nunez? Just curious. Uh, Massive? No, I think no, it was, like, 280 like, or something. Yeah, it wasn't too crazy. It wasn't too crazy. I think it was less than that, even. But Still not worth it. Here's here's since we're talking about NFL this this week, uh, Greg Hardy's fighting his first UFC his first official UFC fight this weekend. Really? Yeah, Greg Hardy has made it, and uh, is that gonna be televised? It's on it's on ESPN Plus. <laughs> Great. I it, I bought it just for this, so if you want to log in, I got you. All right. You get shit, up up to five streams at once, so. Yeah, we'll buddy. Be passing, we'll be that's passing. what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, we'll be passing that login around the saucy pigs. Cool. All right, let's move on. Um, next one I want to talk about is uh, we got Boogie coming back January 18th, which is Three Friday. Yep. What do you guys think that means for the Warriors? I mean, they've been getting hot lately. Another thing that I'll just pull right into this is Clay Thompson dropping 43 points on what three dribbles four. four dribbles four yeah he had 20 by the time he took his first dribble dude so i don't know man they're just it's the warriors dude you're you're got you got the rockets and you got the warriors and and lo and behold they're both finding their stride you know the rockets have their way of doing it and it's james harden and the warriors have their way of doing it and it's pretty much whoever gets hot so the rockets have no chance no, they don't have a chance to fuck with them in the Western Conference Finals, but what I'm saying is James Harden's going for 40, 50, 30, averaging over the last, I think, 15, 16 games. It's just it's an unreal sight to see. But then you look over, and there's the Warriors, and they're just rolling. Honestly, dude, if, if I had to say anybody was going to give the Warriors trouble in the West, I would say it's going to be the Thunder. That's, and that's my opinion. The Spurs? I mean, them... You put them in. I don't know, man. I mean, this this just me. I am. I'm. I don't think the Spurs have what it takes this year. I don't think they have the 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 three, four, and five guys that they need. I mean, obviously, DeRozan and Aldridge are fucking bosses. Gasol's good, but outside of that, I mean, did you see what's his name, Bellinelli putting up a, a shit ton of points? Like, dude, that's not gonna happen every day. You know, you've got Bryn Forbes putting up points. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. He's a hitter, you, you, dude. He's a hitter. You put them in a like in a against an elite team, they're gonna get smashed. Pop will not allow that to happen, dude. And you're you, Mr. Coach, fucking Brad Stevens ain't gonna let him get rolled up three times in a Stop. row. Stop. Throw throw Paul George on DeRozan and that game's that 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 team is done. What okay. Russell Westbrook, you must not be watching them because Russ can't hit a goddamn shot. He can't, but and, hey, hey. Hey, I'll take a no, guy who let me has ask the most triple quick. doubles in a season. <laughs> I'll take but him me, any day of the week. Let me ask you this. Do you, did you know, I? because up until a couple weeks ago, I didn't know, the NBA changed the rule where you cannot go um, outside of, like, the immediate free throw area. Did you know that? What so so a, key, a big key to Russell Westbrook's struggles this year is at the line. He's usually a solid-ass free-throw shooter, and this year he's shooting like 60%. And it's because ever since he was a young kid, he had this rhythm where he'd shoot one and then walk back to half court and then come back to the free-throw line and shoot until, you know, it, it, two, three, whatever it was. Right. And now the NBA said no more of that. So you have to stay in that little area. You can give your guys dap at the, at the, you know, when they're at, uh, at the line with you. But he cannot go. He's he's out of his rhythm. So he's dropped from like ninety to sixty. Other, otherwise, what? It's a technical or? Yeah, you just can't do it. It's a technical, and it's like it's just, it's illegal. Was that a it, season change? It was at the beginning of the season, and and so that's like people all a lot of the Thunder beat writers and their the announcers who announce on it always point it out and so next th Thunder game just listen for it and they'll go something isn't right with Russ and it starts at the free throw line and it goes back to just seeing the ball go in the net a couple times and you're back into your rhythm but you take I don't know if I buy into that I don't know if I buy into well, that well I mean he's a 90% free throw shooter and now he's 60 what more do yeah. you need okay so what's his excuse from oh, from three point range right now what's his excuse from the field well, right he's now? 
The the only bu- the only buckets he's getting are fucking short layups right. off the glass. Like, dude, his shooting is horrendous. Right. You you said it yourself. So it's like that that has nothing to do with his rhythm. Well, I mean, if I think he's just having a shit season right now. So okay, I won't even address that. But let's just so how are you justifying the OKC Thunder fucking with the Warriors? Their their defense, man. Yeah. I, I think I think honestly, well, with Boogie coming back, don't get me wrong, dude. I'm a Warriors fan. I think they're the obvious. Leader. No, we're talking I'm about OKC. If there is gonna, I know. I'm just saying, if there's going to be a team that can challenge them, it's gonna be them because Paul George can lock down anybody. Re- Westbrook, who's gonna guard Westbrook on the Warriors? Tell me. Durant, Thompson. Who needs to guard Westbrook? <laughs> I'm just curious. They they create mass matchup problems. Right. Steven Adams can guard Boogie. Okay, but my, my point is this. When your best three-point shooter is outside of Paul George's Terrence Ferguson, it's not really – you're you're probably going to get swept under the rug. Hey, but he's got a stroke. He's got a stroke. You can't deny that. Okay. Anyway, the point the point is <laughs> Russ is not really good enough to, to carry that team anywhere close to the Western Conference Finals. I, I was just saying, if anybody's going to give them trouble, I think it would be them over the Rockets. I think that the Rockets, I mean, Capella's good, um, Siakam's good, but dude, they're going to get bullied by they're going to get bullied by Boogie and Adams and even Jokic. On the Siakam's Nuggets. not good. I, I Siakam's that, not on the on the Rockets. Or um, oh, you're right. Who am I thinking of? Danny, um, Gerald Green. No. PJ uh, Tucker. Dude, come on. No. Oh. You, he You're thinking of a Daniel nice. House. I don't think that's who I'm thinking of either. I'm thinking of a young guy. God damn it. Anyway. Yeah, Daniel House. Moving on, Mark. It, it, is it? No, it's not House. Hold on, I'm going to pull up their... You guys uh, went fucking everywhere with that, but I watched that Spurs-Thunder uh, game last week. They went to double OT, and uh, Paul George locked up DeRozan. DeRozan couldn't do shit, but fucking... Aldrich with 56 points that game. They at one point they were just Stephen Adams went out. Aldridge was just bucket down the floor, bucket down the floor, bucket. Well, because Jeremy Jeremy Grant was trying to guard him. Yeah. Yeah, that was an issue. Aldridge is a baller. Yeah, that I'm I'm you know I was thinking I was thinking of the fucking Trailblazers anyway, um, Fred. But yeah, Capella and Hilario Nene. Are the centers for the Rockets? I mean, which which one of those guys is gonna guard Stephen Adams or Boogie? Tell me, they don't have a chance. It's just a big. You're pretty, you're, you're, you're cross referencing Stephen Adams, who's not an offensive guy, and Boogie. Yeah, but he's a defensive player, and he's a body dude. Dude, he gets boards and he gets offensive putbacks. Yeah, that that is a big part of the Thunder's game right now. Yeah, a big part of it, too, is Paul George is the only guy who can get his own bucket. Russ shoots 35 times and 9 for 35 with 20 points ain't going to get it done. There was there was a point in that Spurs-Thunder game where Russ had a wide-open three-pointer, and he, yeah, he threw the ball to his teammate because yeah. he didn't want it. He didn't he, want it. His confidence is shot. He doesn't yeah. want it. But guess what? Ferguson drained it. He did. I saw that. I saw that. No, but to answer your question, sorry, we got a little off topic, Mark. Uh, what does it mean for the Warriors? 
you know what? To be honest with you, what I'm hoping it means as a Warriors fan is that that they gel. Because when you saw that shit go down with Draymond and Durant, Boogie seemed to be the one that was like in the middle, like trying to calm Durant, like, yo, dude, not here. Dude, not here, you know? And I think he's, from what I've seen from him, he's got that personality where like people can kind of rally around him. And I'm hoping that he fits in and doesn't add to some of the selfishness that I've seen them playing with lately. Which is tough, man. You got that many good players. Like, everybody wants their licks. And, like, I mean, everybody wants to take their shots. But I'm hoping that he and Curry can kind of control the pace, set a lot of off-ball screens, stuff like that, and and really kind of even out the offense. So that's kind of what I'm thinking it's going to mean for them moving forward. I, I think it makes them way more powerful than they have been playing. All right. Well, I have one more current event. And it's kind of completely off the wall. Uh, the total wins over under came out for baseball, and I saw the Padres opened up at 77 and a half. Now let me give you this for reference: they won 68 games last last year, and they haven't won over 77 since 2010. So I I see this and I'm like, uh, under for sure, 100 percent. I don't know what they're thinking. The Padres added nine games to. They've signed Kinsler and Garrett Richards, who's not even going to pitch this year. What do you think, Alex? I, I don't know, but that fucking excites me. What excites <laughs> you that <laughs> that they think? That the over-under is so accurate all the fucking time that it's, it's possible that they could win 77 games. That's what excites me. That bet was at Caesars Palace, and if it comes out anywhere where I can bet it, I'm betting the under. And I'm a Padres Dude, fan. I know that make that makes me want to go sign my season tickets again. That should be a saucy Seriously. pick. The under of that. Saucy pick I, under Padres. Fade them nah, all fuck year. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> I ain't I ain't ever betting against the Padres. You should. Dude. You definitely Mark, should. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Every Padres game we go to, they win. Almost every single time we go to the game. We haven't been in the last like three years together, so. That's not true. <laughs> we went last season, you jerk off. <laughs> like once. And they won. <laughs> when you nice. go twice a year, yeah, you're probably gonna catch some dubs. <laughs> no, I probably go like I probably go to like 15 games, Fred. 15 home games. And um, maybe maybe more sometimes if Christian isn't a Jew about giving me free tickets. <laughs> yeah, I'd go too if I had a hookup at, at Shop and, 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 dude, I, I could say that because I know Christian is way too busy working to listen to this shit. So, you know, that's just his life. But, yeah, dude, I, I, I like going to the games. They're good, they're good date opportunities. They're good, good, good fun. They got beer gardens sometimes. And I, I especially like going to see, like, the Dodgers and the Giants because so many people flock. And, I mean, dude, seeing the Padres win against those teams, those people are so bad. <laughs> I bet they are. They're so mad. And then you get to the parking lot and you see a Padre on the ground. <laughs> Blacked out. Yeah. Just kidding. All you Giants fans out there, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened five, ten years ago. It's terrible. You're a Dodgers fan, right? Yeah. Dude, come down to the game this year. I just might if Christian's not a fucking Jew. <laughs> hey, I'll I'll buy you a ticket, Fred. You come to a game. All right, I'll hold you to that. 
Deal. Cool. And we'll, and we'll put 20 on the game because I need to get my money back for this bullshit tonight. I'll see what the line is. So, hey, no, no line, straight up. Oh, wait, you know what? You're right. Padres going to be money line underdogs, so we'll take it. But, hey, I, how did that bullshit end up finishing? I didn't even follow it. Did I finish anywhere near? Down nine. You won? Yes, sir. You fucking rigged that shit. I called into Spencer Dinwiddie and had him hit. So what? What were the? Who was the top three? It was Dinwiddie. It was uh, uh, Jared Allen finished with some points, and then um, D'Angelo went off, dude. D'Angelo has been playing well. No, he's talking, talking about the Bull Mania. Oh, the Bull Mania, bro. Oh, I thought we were talking about the Nets. <laughs> No, dude, I saw the fucking Nets today. They fucking, D'Angelo put up 18 in the third quarter. Fucking fag. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I deleted the uh, my little icon right after Mark pointed out that it was a runaway. I just deleted it. But I know I won, so F- thanks for playing. Well, hopefully we'll do it again next year. Suck it. But wait, seriously, what? You won? Uh-huh. He pulled out, like, one upset at the end. And it put him ahead. Cause was I w- it even close? I pulled out a 35-pointer that I picked the underdog, and they won, and everyone else put, like, 34 on the Do other Do you remember team. what game it was? I don't. I don't, but it was an easy call, and you guys just kind of, like, overlooked it, I think. Oh, here we go. I got the standings right here, dude. Uh-huh. You, you beat me by, oh, my God. You picked Clemson. I didn't. If it was close, if it was, if it was close, I, w- I would have picked Clemson. Did I come in second? No. Oh really? No, dude. You got Mark. You got wait. You're you got fourth. Oh, that's bullshit. That is bullshit, Mister. Oh, I'm like 100 percent start <laughs> the season. Ooh. Now Fred had 513. Bowling for soup. K Fierro had 503. Um, I had 492, you had 472. Yeah. So, thanks for trying, Fred, guys. Yeah, your big game, Fred, you're, you actually had like an 80-something, per, 84% win rate, which was pretty dope. Um, your big game was, uh, well, you put 39 points on Bama over the Sooners. No, 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 there, it was like a 33, 34 pointer that everybody uh, was locked into the other team 32 pointer a&m no all right let's stop re- rehashing old shit who, who gives a fuck fred won it's over i'm just curious fred rolled us give him his props let's move on dude i don't want to like fred judas let's let fred soak this one in okay so another thing fred won Last week's picks on the podcast. We just we just picked the playoff games. Fred went three and one last week. I went one and three, and Alex went two and two. Brings us to a grand total of Alex in the lead at fourteen and nine, and both Fred and I are at twelve and eleven. Woo woo woo! So it's close. We're all yeah, above is. all above five hundred. So killing it. That's and right. I mean, especially that these are games we wouldn't necessarily bet um, otherwise, right. but right. we are making picks on them. What do so, we got? Th- what do we got this week? Two games, huh? 
this week two games, but there's actually one game tomorrow I wanted to talk about real quick in the NBA. Let's do it. You know, it's hard to do the NBA. We got to do them pretty much the day beforehand. But the Warriors are minus one at the Nuggets. I think it's the last last game or second to last game before Boogie comes back. Um, but the Warriors are hot. They're at the Nuggets, minus one. Um, earlier in the year, they played once, and the they score was yeah, no. Smacked. No, it was 98 to 100. Denver won. Oh, boy. Oh. Well, at one point, I thought they got smacked by, like, the Jazz, maybe? Maybe it was the Jazz. Okay, maybe yeah, because we were talking about that. Can Can I ask you guys something? I mean, because the Warriors are not as consistent as they've been the last couple of years, right? And I have my thoughts on why. What What, what do you guys think the reasons why are? Why, why are they not as consistently winning and dominating games as they have been well my take <clears throat> my take would be they're just kind of more um there's more cohesiveness so it's more like all right dude you know what let's take let, let's learn from the spurs a little bit you see the spurs resting guys we don't have to go out there and beat the shit out of everybody all 82 games because at the end of the day steph's ankles used to be hurt we don't want to re-hurt them kd has gone through some injuries we don't want that to happen i mean uh Draymond was out for a long time. Uh, Clay has really been the only solid uh, cog in that lineup that doesn't really get hurt. But Clay's locked down defender, and he strokes the ball like nobody else. So I think they're just kind of like, you know what? Steve Kerr's going, guys, um, we're not going to do it tonight. We're just going to let this one go and uh, just go ahead and re recharge your batteries. We'll come out hot on Friday, and we're going to smack the shit out of whoever they play because we got to go, go big for Boogie. So you learn from Pop, and that's really what I think it is. Okay. The pa the passion is just not there. I, I think – I don't know if it was an interview of Shaquille O'Neal or Michael Jordan. It was one of the two, and they were talking about how um, after you win a couple in a row, it's hard to keep that, like, fire going, you know? Um, I can see that. To every day, every day keep on the grind. And so you kind of like just start coasting a little bit because you're like, oh, this is easy, you know. Um, so, I mean, they're still at the top of the league. They're in no, you know, risk of missing the playoffs. So, you know, what do they got to prove? Pretty much it comes down to the playoffs. The, everyone knows that. Okay. So here's here's my take I because I, I mean, I attribute it to the lack of a real center. I mean, okay. think about it. I mean – even though Zaza wasn't like an all-star, he still was a big body. And having him and Draymond guard the paint, dude, the Warriors give up so many easy layups now. It's like, dude, you got JaVel McGee back there. I mean, dude, he's got length, but he doesn't have body. He doesn't have he's he's slow, dude. JaVel McGee's JaVel on the Lakers, Lakers now, dude. His name? Oh. Bro. You do this fucking way too what? often, man. Nate, 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 name people that are on the wrong team. <laughs> dude, yeah. give me a break. I've been out of it. Um, God, dude, now I can't even think of it. Uh, uh, Jarebko and um, Looney. Looney, that's his name. Kevin Looney, dude. You've got Looney back there. Dude, that's your center right now? Kevin Looney? They've also got they've also got Jordan Bell though who plays kind of you know that power. yeah 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 but but, but yeah, there's but, also Jordan but Bell or, yeah 
pretty similar. Looney has a little bit more length. Bell is like a, a little bit smaller, but they're both like undersized. They're not like real centers. Where Damian Jones plays solid too. Come on, man. Let's let's be Dude, honest. Dude, we're just we're nitpicking here with the Warriors. Okay, they could go four on five a lot of nights and beat no, the team just, that they're you know, playing. I asked you guys because I've been thinking about about it a lot lately. I mean, I watch every Warriors game that I can. And I really feel like they don't have somebody that's controlling the paint. And that's why I think the boogie thing is going to have such a big impact. That's but, not but their game. You know what? Defensively, you need somebody. You need somebody there. And Andre Iguodala isn't enough. Hot take. Hot take. Dream. Hot take. I'll be surprised if, if DeMarcus averages more than 15 and he's not shooting threes. Are you telling, he, me, are you telling me right now if you have Curry, Durant, Thompson – and you're rotating Cousins, Green, and Iguodala, all three of those guys, y- your team isn't that much better. I mean, dude. Pat- no, 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 it is. It is. De- I'm just de- saying, I'm just I don't think. defensively. Oh, yeah, okay, defensively, because of course. That's that's been, in my opinion, their biggest issue. They just let teams score. I mean, a lot of their teams, a lot of their games have been pretty high scoring, and then they end up throwing up stupid-ass shots, and, you know, they end up in these close-ass games where it's like, dude, if you have some fucking defense... You're going to blow people yeah. out easily. That's true, okay, but well, they just don't care enough. They're just like, you know what, dude? We're going to win it all again. Yeah, they don't. They don't. So We're good. So instead of talking all hypothetically, let's talk about the game tomorrow against the Nuggets. I don't like it for whatever reason. I don't know why they'd be a minus one, but it's it's the Celtics, dude. It, it like feels a lot like the Celtics today. <laughs> Especially because the Nuggets are a solid team. Uh, they've got guys that have been just killing. You know what? To be honest with you, though, I probably, I mean, this is taking my bias out of it. I feel like they're built pretty similarly right now. If they can stop Jokic, I think I think they win. Yeah, I think they win, too. And so, if for like, just for uh, con- comparison, if you were to text everybody, me and Mark, tomorrow and say, hey, let's put this shit out, I'd have no problem with it. Anytime you bet the best team in the league, no problem. Celtics, no, not without their best player. Oh, don't get me started on that, bro. I'm just, I'm just telling you, like, that's why I, I would have no problem betting that tomorrow. If you wanted to bet 100 on it tomorrow, I'd say let's fucking do it. You know, you see Kyrie's the best player there. I, you know, he it's may not be the close. most. He might be the most talented individual when it comes to basketball. But don't tell I me don't, Jason Tatum. I don't. No, I don't. I, Jason's way too. Don't, way, way too young. Jalen Brown, Al Horford, none of them are fucking with Kyrie. No, like I said, he's he's hands down the best and most talented player. But dude, for some reason, bro. I mean, even with the Celtics, like I feel like. Or even with the Cavaliers, I feel like something like with Kyrie, dude, like there's got to be something with his attitude that just destroys locker rooms. Has to be. I think what it might be is that he's he's really skilled, and so his skills have led him to the Uncle Drew and to these various shoe. Like he puts out these shoes that have like special cereal boxes and special collaborations. He's really right now – like, I love shoes, dude. I buy and sell shoes. I fucking have 50 to a 75 pairs. I love them. So he, I, really, what size are you? I'm not going to disclose anymore, dude. I'm just... I'm hey, just, dude, our listeners, bro, you could have a fucking market right here, no, dude. No, these cheap bastards ain't willing to pay what the, they're worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but my point is this. He's, he's Uncle Drew. 
He's that's size eight, Mark. Yeah, Mark, Mark, Big Dick Nick huh, over there, <laughs> BDM. Hey, Mark. Anyway, Mark's thirteen. Let, shit on your size eight. Let me right? get to my point. My point is this: that he's doing too much, and you know, Jason Tatum, he's in the locker room learning from Kobe. All these guys are putting in the work. Kyrie, guaranteed, he puts in the work. But he's like feeling himself, and he's just a different guy. You know, he's extra. Yeah. He's extra. He needs the he needs the attention, and I don't blame him because he's the shit. But at the end of the day, if you're not, if your locker room isn't like hype, like say maybe like the Warrior, or I mean the uh, the the Blazers, or you know some locker room that commands this this praise if you do well, like the Sixers. You know they they dump yeah. they dump water on the guy after he drops twenty five. It's like, dude, that ain't shit. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so it's just, it's this guy that has this, this attitude towards it. Like, I know I'm the best and I'm going to do things on the side and not devote 100% of my effort to the game. I could see that. And you know, what's crazy, dude. I mean, without Kyrie today, there was a point in the game where like Rozier had 13 attempts. Morris had 13 attempts and Gordon Hayward had four. I mean, to, like when they when they picked him up before he got injured, yeah. wasn't him and Kyrie like supposed to be the guy? Yeah, they they did like the spinning intro, like yo, the gods uh, are shining down. Yeah, dude, like <laughs> how 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 is this third year guy getting more looks than Gordon Hayward? Well, see, I mean, there's there's like, a lot and, to be said. And I and I, I'm yeah, dude, it was a joke. I was like, dude. What's going on? You know Brad Stevens called the timeout in the first 28 seconds? I think it was 29. I saw that, yeah. I was, and, and you know what, Fred, to be honest with you, I was like, okay, I really like the Celtics now because this motherfucker wants to win this game. It was evident, but he can't play the game for the guys. So He can't fucking guard the perimeter and not give up seven three-pointers in a fucking quarter. Like, he can't do it all. So let me ask you this. Do you think the Celtics are the best team in the East, uh, or the Raptors? So, because the the power rankings came out today, and they had the Raptors at number one, even over the Warriors. So, uh, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't really have a comment on that until I see how the Warriors play with Boogie. Right now, I would say yeah, Raptors are better than the Warriors right now. Okay, but that okay. Um, um, but my point being that anytime you so where were the Celtics at? I didn't even bother to look. There's teams that I know will be, you know, they're Celtics and the Sixers, but they're not going to be there at the end. It's just that why even look at them? They're not fun. The, you don't think the Celtics will be there in the end? No. I think they will. I think they'll be in the Eastern Conference Championship. Okay, but that's not being there at the end. I mean, that's having a shot at the end. Okay. But, you know, back to today when you were telling me that we should bet it and that we were talking about it, there's just teams that have it. They can miss a guy or two, and they still got it. And there's teams that one guy like Kyrie goes down, and there goes 25, and they're just – it's a debacle. And it's the Lakers in the West. It's the Lakers in the West. It just looks like a, it's, a, it's a complete and utter shit show without LeBron. And it, it's just, it's almost like it, it, do we fire Luke Walton? Do we do we just exaggerate this to the max because it's a debacle when every time they step onto the court. Did you guys watch the Laker game last night? I watched it last night and I actually watched it four nights ago. Dude, they came back down from like twenty three and one. Yeah. Okay, that was lucky. But last night they were plus ten, 
and they lost by, I believe, like eight or nine. It's just, it's, it just goes to show that, you know, you, you have to have shooters. And if you don't have shooters, just hitters, hitters, you're not going to really be there at the end of the game. That's the new NBA. So, Mark, to answer your question, tomorrow's game, they have Warriors power rank number two, and they have Nuggets power rank overall. This is Eastern, Western combined. Nuggets power rank four. Um, which is which is pretty interesting that it's they have them that close. Um, I give the hundred percent green light to whatever you guys want to do on the Warriors tomorrow. I'm tempted, but again, dude, I mean, my gut is telling me like Warriors minus one. That's I would bet that any day of any year of, after two thousand and nine. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. Yes. I don't know. That seems fishy again. I agree. So, and do you, do you factor in that it's a home game for the Nuggets? I do, of course, yeah. I mean, even that makes it still fishy. I think if the Warriors are playing their game and they're playing well, which they haven't done consistently, dude, they're they're easy minus six in this game. The thing is, the the West is so stacked that if you're at the top five, the uh, like the, the and Vegas isn't really separating like the Spurs, the the Nuggets, the Jazz, um, you know, and the Warriors like too much in the in, in points. You know what I mean? Now, if you're if you're talking the the Warriors versus OKC, I think it drops into that six to nine range, and then. You know, uh, Pelicans. It just keeps getting lower. But the Rockets, the Spurs, the Jazz, and the Cel- and the uh, the Nuggets are all in that upper tier. And it's so tough right now. No one's really pulling away with it at this point. We all know the Warriors are going to win, but Vegas is like, well, they're going to win, but they're also going to lose games in the in the regular season. No, so. they're they're going to win, but they're not going to cover. No, no, they're going to win it all is what I mean. The Warriors are the best team, but leading up into the playoffs and then the championship games, like, they're, they're going to lose. It's inevitable. I, I could see the Warriors winning it all and, like, not covering even half the, half of the time. Right. Well, okay, that's – yeah, that's uh, that, I mean, a long, we're a long time away. But... I mean, winning a game is one thing. They've won playing right. together 29 and 14. I mean, but look at the Nuggets. The Nuggets are 29-13. Yeah, they're both doing great. I guarantee you, the and this is just, I have no idea what the stat on this is, Mark. You can maybe look it up later. I don't know who's covered more. I would say the Nuggets have covered more times than the Warriors have this season. I got the stat for you right now. The um, Nuggets have covered against the spread. They're 23-19. and 19. And Golden State is 18 and 25. There you go. So that that's my point. I mean, I mean, winning's one thing. Sure, Warriors may win. Are they going to cover tomorrow? It seems like a no-brainer, right? Because all they have to do is win. But tomorrow, it's actually even right now. It's even right now. It dropped. Or it went up. Can we get them at plus 110? <laughs> Look at your smile. <laughs> You're like, yes, please. Hey, I'll take it. So, make your pick. Warriors. I'd go Warriors, and then I'd also parlay it with the over. Can we can we start picking some games that I don't like? Like, my, not my teams, not the Chargers, not the Warriors? Well, I'm picking, the, to be honest, the games that I choose for the podcast are the biggest games okay. out there. And 
you know, because who wants to bet? Who wants to talk about some irrelevant game in the NBA? Well, here, yeah, like here, the like the Pelicans. Here, here's one I think. <laughs> hey, or the Hornets. Hey, you know what's funny about that, Fred? I like two games a day, and of course, on the Instagram, I go on and talk about the Celtics. I, I I put two hundred on the Celtics and two hundred on the Pelicans, and the fucking I don't even mention that because you guys tell me I can't mention the fucking New Orleans, I can't mention the Hornets, I can't mention I can't mention Did the like, Pelicans win today. The Pelicans, yeah, it was sketchy, but they won. And, okay, who did they play? And, and the Hornets won on the road against the Spurs. They did. That's surprising as fuck. No, the Pel- the Pelicans played the Clippers. Honestly, dude, I'm fading hard against the Clippers right now. I think they're fucking way overrated. That's just my opinion. I think they. Play. I totally, I 100 percent agree. Dude, I think I hate I hate the Clippers. Oh man, I I really I I don't think they're that great. I mean, dude, you got Tobias you know Harris and that, Lou Williams. Dude, I was just gonna say Tobias Harris. Like, did you? Every time I watch. Out of here, right? Every time I watch the Clippers, they tile about how Tobias Harris gambled on himself and turned down 80 million. I was like, Tobias Harris's account or accountant needs to slap the shit out of him and report to his agent and say, "You need to tell the Clippers, yes, I'll take 70 for being a dumb motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like Tobias Harris is garbage. I, I can't speak to his intellectual <laughs> capacity, oh but as a player, I mean, dude, he's a baller, but. At the end of the day, dude, I mean, in the NBA, you're talking Tobias Harris? Like, come on, bro. Give I me know, a fucking break, dude. I mean, dude, I don't get me wrong. Gallinari's great. That guy, I mean, that guy impresses the fuck out of me. He's also 65 years old. Dude, Lou Williams makes insane shots. I mean, they've Lou got, Williams is also yeah, 65. They, yeah, they've got guys, dude. They make clutch shots. But, dude, I am waiting to see what the Wednesday spread is Jazz at Clippers. Because if it's anything less than seven, I'm going to fucking have... The Clippers suck. Clippers Montrez Harrell, dude, I bet on that motherfucker at Louisville all the time, and I won a bunch of money, but I knew... At least I thought. So far, he's played pretty well. But I didn't think he would translate to the NBA, and I think I think he's overrated, too. I think he's way overrated. Well, The Rock, the Rock has dumped his ass for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, because he, he was a fucking little league Capella, that's why. Right, he's like a he. Yeah, he's no good. Get him and four it, feet away from the paint; he's useless. You know who he reminds me a lot of is Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen. <laughs> All I think of when you say Mark Madsen is the dancing at the championship parade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so awkward. Well, I'm glad we can get some NBA talk because we're gonna be. Heading into pure NBA season here soon as football wraps up. Uh, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Did you yeah. uh, did you see Duke go down today against Syracuse? That was crazy. Yeah, it was, dude. I was really, really surprised to see that. Like Duke, I mean, they're another team that doesn't really scare me, but at the same time, you know, they're losing. They, I think, there's a second loss now. Um, they're just showing cracks, you know, sh- cracks in the armor. Yeah. The thing the, the thing, thing is about Duke is I don't see a lot of shooters on that team. Nope. I was just going to say keep them out of the paint, you're in the game. Cuz Cam is by far their best shooter and if you guys remember me talking about Cam Reddish before the season, he's a baller and he's the one that hit the game winner on Saturday, but that's two close games in a row and they should have lost that shit if he wasn't that wide open. 
you leave a great shooter wide open, he's going to hit. But to give a guy a wide open three to win it like that, you know, a top three prospect, it's like you deserve to lose the game. But they also did not deserve to win that game. Nah. So while, while we're talking about Duke and some college games, one of my favorite college basketball teams is playing tomorrow. I've, I've followed these guys for a little while, Tennessee. They're, they're favored by 15 and a half against Arkansas, which in my opinion is way too much. But guys, nevertheless, for the listeners, it's going to be a great game to watch. Um, tomorrow, some games that I, I looked at betting, I haven't really come to any decisions on. Seton Hall playing Providence. Seton Hall's underdogs by two. West Virginia at TCU. TCU has, I think they're 12-3, and three, um, but they haven't really impressed. I, I, they're scrappy, but I think with West Virginia's defense and their big men, I think that'll actually be a lot closer, so... Maybe take Isa Ahmad, huh? Yeah, dude. You like Isa Ahmad? He's, he's a shot blocker. Dude, he's legit. He's a shot blocker. And you know what? If you've watched TCU play, they're or no, it's Kanate. Dude, they're big fans Sorry. of getting it in the paint. They're big fans of yeah. getting it in the paint. And West Virginia is a team that can make that difficult. Um, another game I was looking at. Where's it at? Oh, Virginia Tech at Virginia, dude. Virginia's fifteen and zero. This is an eight and a half point uh, spread. I've watched Virginia Tech play this season dude they look good they look really good i fuck what's their coach's name that little bald guy who sweats all the time and he can't he has to change his shirt all the time mark you know who i'm talking about oh come on don't that was random hey siri god damn it siri never works when i want her to work are you sure it's virginia tech oh i know for a fact it's virginia is it it's not huggins is it Huggy Virginia Bear? Tech basketball coach. I think you could be talking about West Virginia. No, it's Virginia Tech. Buzz Williams. Oh, okay. Dude, he's fiery, bro. He's so fiery. And don't get me wrong, I, I, love, I love Virginia. I love their program. Dude, I think Virginia Tech is on the uprise right now. I would pull. That's my, that's right now, that's the game I'm looking at to bet tomorrow. Everything. Virginia Tech yep. pl- plus nine. Virginia Tech plus nine against Virginia, huh? Yeah. Dude, Virginia's D is lock lock though. They're fifteen and zero. I know. For uh, I think they might win it all because of that coach and that D. Yeah, but guess what? Defense doesn't do for you. Guess what offense does, and they've got some hitters. Bro, come on. Give me Kyle Guy, get out of here, dude. What are you talking about? Kyle Guy is a stroker. Right. Here's some stats for you. Virginia scores seventy three points per game. Virginia Tech scores seventy nine. That's cool. Wait till they get into that off that defense and they get held to fifty. Field goal percentage: Virginia Tech fifty, Virginia forty seven. Ty Jerome, baby, remember the name. Ty Jerome gonna go for twenty tomorrow. Hey, you know what, Alex? Tell you what, you owe me you owe me forty right now, right? You haven't paid it. Stop! Stop! No, 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 hear me what out. What are you gonna you, do? You gonna take minus nine? Yeah, I'll take Virginia minus nine for the 40. Oh, another double or nothing? Yeah. Wow, are you going to put me on the spot on the podcast like that? You could say no. It's not no, It's not like I'm going to – it's an embarrassment oh, if you say no. I'm so scared. Oh, I don't know. All right, I'll take it. All right, cool. Hey, only if you set up a Venmo account, though. That's my no. only one condition. No, there's no contingencies. 
Dude, don't be... Okay, Mark, we wanted to talk about this. Fred, what the fuck is your deal, bro? Get a goddamn Venmo account. It's, it's not so gonna happen. easy. You go, you download the app, you put in your phone number, you put in your... You, ta- you attach it to your fucking whatever, your debit card or your bank, whatever you feel more comfortable with, and you send money to your friends back and forth. No problem, no fees. What's so bad about it? You sound like you sound like somebody who thinks like your social security is gonna get hacked from it or something. No, no, no. It's nothing bad. It's just like, dude, I, I have PayPal and I've got I've got a. Uh, yeah, but that, nobody uses that. Venmo's the way to go, dude. Dude, you PayPal get, owns dude. Venmo for a reason because Venmo's the future. PayPal but, is dying. Nobody uses fucking PayPal. Venmo's free. PayPal's not. Mark, are we going to promote Venmo right now or not? We're promoting Venmo right now. We've got to go and a little 30-second sponsor. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> For those of you who want to transfer funds to you and your friends immediately, be free. Use Venmo. And if you're gonna not going to use Venmo but you're hungry at work or at, at home, Postmates is the way to go. Postmates will deliver your food. And I think they only charge like a 3% fee. Uh, Postmates, ch- check it out. Go use the promo code <laughs> SaucyPicks, and if oh, it works, <laughs> let us know. And for those of you who don't have a bank account yet, Bank of America <laughs> is currently. <laughs> All right, what's next, Mark? Let's wrap this up. I'm getting fucking tired. Well, dude, you guys just went off on like a 20-minute tangent. So I just want to say, uh, we all picked Warriors. So going into the NFL, we're just going to talk about the two NFL games, which you guys kind of already went over. So um, NFL Rams plus three and a half at the Saints. That's the first game. Don't really need to go over any history. They played once this year. Saints took it. Um, Repeat of that game. What do you guys think? I'll let you guys go first. I'll I'll let you guys go first because – I already have my mind made up. Yeah, I mean, the thing that the only thing that I'd be scared. Oh, there's a few things that I'd be scared of if I was the Rams. Alvin Kamara didn't do a goddamn thing on uh, Sunday. And That's not true. He didn't do shit. Dude, they were forcing the ball to him in the second half, and it it really helped their offense. Right, I mean, but did, he, largely he, made, he didn't he do shit, and they won. So you know he's due. He's gonna ball. And so, fair enough. So, there, there's, there's one thing. And then you look over and you got Michael Thomas. Who, what did he catch? Fifteen passes. And what did he do? He shit all over Marcus Peters that week. And Marcus Peters was like, "Oh, you know, I, I let, let him see us again." To Sean Payton's comments after the game, Sean Payton was like, "Yeah, dude, we saw a matchup and we exploited it." And is Marcus Peters gotten better? No. They've got to keep to lead back, so they're gonna be able to, you know, maybe like plug the the floodgates a little bit with Talib switching up a matchup and maybe Talib tries to get under his skin but Michael Thomas is from Ohio State that's an educated dude and he's a bad boy so I don't I don't really know how how the Rams you know that they're kind of they're looking leaning a lot on CJ Anderson CJ Anderson's a fat boy and his holes were gaping against the Cowboys. So that's the only way he was able to get that big-ass caboose through those holes and pile up 100 yards and a couple TDs. 
Don't see it happening again this week. Goff was the same old Goff, airmailing throws as he usually does. Um, I'm taking the Saints all the way. All the way? Oh, man. I, you know, this the spread fucks with my mind, Mark, because you know Saints are my Super Bowl champion selection. I got to be honest, though. The way they played the Eagles was not impressive. I was not impressed. They played a team that's heating up, but in my opinion, has no business being in the game with them. And the fact that the Eagles can't run the ball like the Rams can kind of scares me. And I, I don't know if you guys remember the last time they played. It was, I mean, that was very, very close. And in a game like that, with the way that the Saints offense has been playing, which has not been putting up 45 points, I'll take the team who runs the ball. And that's just where we're at in the season. I'll probably, I would probably take the Rams money line from a betting standpoint. The, 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 uh, Saint, the Saints have the number two rushing defense in the league. So how are you discounting that? I'm not. I just think that the offensive line for the Rams, which, by the way, is the only offensive line on any NFL team that has stayed and played every single game this entire season. I heard that. I heard that. They're in, dude, they're in unison, man. You don't have two guys go for over 100 yards not knowing what the fuck you're doing. It doesn't matter how good the other guys are. It matters about scheming, being in your position, and making your blocks. And these guys consistently prove that they can do that. But the thing that I'm accounting to this game is how close the last time they played, how close it was. I'll take a team in a shootout or a close game or a defensive battle. I'll take the team that can run the ball any day of the week. The thing that concerns me is, and why I'm not going to bet this game at all, is the way that the Rams' defense has played throughout the season. I mean, dude, they've given up fucking points to the Vikings, to the Chiefs. They've had fucking shootouts with several teams that had no business putting up that many points. And that is kind of concerning for me. So from a value perspective, I would take the Rams' money line. I'm not going to bet it. I'm hoping the Saints win. I don't like the Rams. So that's just my two cents. Is this one of our picks? Yeah, we pick every game we talk about. Oh. Uh, I'll take the Saints. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. What? You know why I changed my mind last minute? No. Last minute? Last half a second. <laughs> you literally said the wrong thing. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a Brady Breeze showdown. Experience, man. Who has I, more experience than Brady and Breeze? I agree with that. The thing, I mean, it's you have to be consistent as a quarterback, and Goff is just not there. Every yeah. Ram, every true Ram fan who wants to be honest with himself can admit that. Yeah, he's missing a lot of these throws that he should not be missing. I mean, do, are they good enough to make up for it and make it look at the end of the day, make it not a big deal? Sure. But when it truly comes down to it and he's airmailing these throws, it's just going to be frustrating for the fans because you knew it all along, and it's going to be frustrating for everybody. So uh, look for the Saints and the, and the Patriots to be at the Super Bowl in Atlanta. I like it, dude. 
I love it. Mark, who you got? You guys, you guys both went Saints. I kind of like came into this game with no opinion. I like how the Rams played last game. Saints didn't look too great. I would have gone Saints, but since you guys both went Saints, I knew you were gonna do that. I'm shit. going Rams. I I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You just use all my information to make your decision. Your information. You your information argued. talked yourself out of it. Yeah. <laughs> your information I, is dude, I'm not bullshit. Go against my Super Bowl pick. I made a I made a case for the Rams. And you also said that I you'd bet their money line. <laughs> If I bet, I'm not going to touch this game, dude. Okay. I would not touch this game. This game could go one of ten different ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I unless the the, the the Rams got a different cornerback that I don't know of, not named Akeem Tlaib or Marcus Peters, Michael Thomas is going to do the same thing he's been doing. Oh, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a good game. I'm really – this is like – I, I think this should be the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, it can't be. But I think they're the teams that both deserve to be playing for the chance. Now, you know what? I'm switching to the Saints because, oh. dude, I have to root for the Saints. I want them to win the Super Bowl. I'm rooting for them. I'm going. That's why we can't let Mark go last because he's so manipulative. <laughs> All right, I'll go first this time. Patriots plus three at the Chiefs. I got Chiefs. Sweet. You're taking Chiefs with the minus three? Yep. Fred? I'll take the Patriots money line. Can I get two points if I win? No. Oh, well, I'll take the no. three then. Uh, shit. I think I'm going to take the Chiefs. Dope. Mahomes' mobility makes the difference. I mean, Rivers' issue this, this past week, I mean, obviously their defense got shredded. Brady's liable to do that again. But I think Mahomes and how mobile he is is going to make it a lot more difficult for the Patriots to be that dominant on defense. Here's uh, the thing. He's, he's I, so good at, at avoiding that initial pass rush and getting off awkward throws. He's so good at that. Yeah, he's he's yeah. by far one of the best I've ever seen. It just And he puts the ball in like a keyhole from any point, anywhere on the field. But here's the thing. The Patriots – Dude, they just don't allow silly-ass shit like that. So if he can pull that off, I think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl no matter who they're playing if he can pull this off and beat the Patriots because, I mean, that'd be a big time. That'd be like David knocking off Goliath to me. Even though the Chiefs are the favorite, the throws and everything, the luck has kind of all gone the Chiefs' way. And, you know, the, the Patriots don't really allow that stuff to happen. Yeah, I decided earlier today that I don't think I'm going to bet either of these games because they're just so close, so close. It's so yeah. hard to call it one way or the other. I I don't think the Rams game is going to be all that close. I think that the Chiefs-Patriots might be, but I don't see the Rams, dude. Like, I think w I'll be excited to, be, to talk about it next week. If they if they win, great, but when I win and if, they, if and when they lose, it's going to be a lot of it on Goff. And you'll see the throws. If you guys watch the whole game, you're going to be like, what the fuck, dude? It was third and seven, and he should have completed it for 20 yards, and now they're punting. He's made so many of those mistakes. Yep. But the, the running game has carried him, so we'll see if, if that can be the case this week. We'll see. That's all you can do is play the game and see how it goes. All right. Well, that wraps it up, guys. We are done. Cool. All right, guys. Hey, I'm glad to be back. Thanks for uh, 
jumping on tonight. I know it's getting late on a Monday, but um, good shit. Hell yeah, dude. Looking forward to this week, NBA. Again, guys, for those of you listening, hit us up, man. We don't get enough comments from your friends, Fred. Honestly, you got you know, you gotta get your friends more involved. First of all, we we need some more insight from other people. I want to hear rather than us just putting out games. I want to hear what everybody else thinks. I want to hear, oh, this is my game of the week. That way, you know, when when somebody wins, we can give them props. Um, I love doing that shit. My buddy hit me up. You know, two weeks ago when I was in Australia, I think I posted a story about a Chargers Eagles money line parlay. Dude, he hit it. He played it, and he's like, "Dude, I appreciate it." Um, he ended up rolling it into an NBA game that night, and he crushed it. And I gave him a shout out. So, you know, for those of you listening, let us know what do you guys like. Um, we love hearing from you. I'll always give you my two cents. Fred's always there. Um, you know, like us on Instagram, and um, that's it, guys. We'll see you next week.